Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Today's word comes from the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. So when you get there, you'll find these words. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to talk to you today about the courage to conquer. The courage to conquer. In this passage of scripture, God is talking directly to Joshua. Moses had died, and Moses was the leader of the people. The Israelites had been walking in the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb, as we know, had seen the promised land. They'd seen the giants and they believed they could still take the land. And God wanted Joshua to lead his people into the promised land. And God is telling him to have confidence and go. And after this, Joshua then tells the Israelites to get ready to go take the land. So I have three points I want to share with you about that. First point, courage involves putting faith over fear. Courage involves putting faith over fear. So there were giants in this promised land, right? So sometimes we have to face the giants to get what God promised us. Sometimes we think when we get when we get to this promised land, it will be a land where there will be no challenges, right? Where everything will be easy because we think, well, if God wanted me to be there, it would all be great, right? Unfortunately, sometimes even what God has for us comes with some measure of challenges, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of a song, you say, uh, more money, more problems, right? And yeah, there's, there's a blessing that comes with those things that happen to us, but there's also some challenges. Right. And at every level, um, there's challenges that come with that. Sister Burchett, you know, you were a principal. You know, you rose from being a teacher to a principal. I imagine there were some new challenges when you went from teacher to principal that you didn't have as a teacher. But there was still a blessing in you being there. Right. So just because we have challenges doesn't mean that's not where God has us to be. And even though I thank God for my life and all that he's done for me. I still have giants in my promised land. I have giants on my job. I have giants in my personal life. I have giants in my health. 
My body doesn't move as well as it did 10, 20 years ago, right? I can't do all the same things I used to do. Jennifer always, she teases me and is like, well, I know you like need to get out there and run, but you know, you're not, you know, uh, we have this running joke in our family that uh, her mom used to say, you know, you're not a, not a spring turkey. You know, it's like, you know, that was the thing. We're not spring turkeys anymore. We're, we're, in, our, we're in our 40s and our body lets us know. Uh, but fortunately, God gives us the resources we need for the battle. So what is God giving you to do? And that's one of my questions for you today. So, and if he called you to do it, he's going to give you the strength and the resources that you need to do it. It might be scary, but he's going to protect us. It says he will go with us wherever we go. My second point, courage involves studying, speaking, and obeying God's word. Courage involves studying, speaking, and obeying God's word. So one of the best ways to discern what God has for you and what his will is for your life is to get closer to God by studying his word. Even if you learn Bible studies as a kid in Sunday school, there are always more things to learn in his word. Always. Every time I read my Bible, I learn something new. Even though I've read that chapter of the Bible many times, there's always something that I didn't know. And there's also power in speaking God's word. So if you look at the King James or the New King James, it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, right? So it's, it's one thing that you need to study it, but you also need to speak it, all right? God calls us to say what he's called it to do. You know, tells us to pray without ceasing, right? And some of that praying is out loud. And so we got to say, but we can't say his word if we don't know his word. We have to know it. And it's difficult to obey his word when we don't know his word. It also tells us to meditate on his word at all times. All right. So sometimes we think of meditation as something that the Eastern religions have. Right. So it's something that you know, the Buddhists or the Hindus do. The Bible clearly tells us, and it doesn't matter what version you look at, to meditate. Right. Now, what we are meditating on is his word. Right. So it's not not a disrespected other religions. I'm just saying God has called us in his word to meditate. So we ought, we ought not be afraid to meditate. We ought, might not. We should not look at that word as something that's not Christian because he's called us to do it. And again, knowing the word is not enough. We have to obey it. So as some of you know, I'm in the Texas State Guard. And much of my journey being in the State Guard has been about learning obedience. It's, it's a military organization. It's you know, based on principles of the Army. And anybody who's ever been in military service or, have, or been married, someone in military service or, or you know, their parents were in it, know that uh, they have to go through basic training. And in basic training, it's all about learning obedience, right? They teach them facing movements, right face and left face. And they teach them how to march and teach them how to make their bed. And military does a lot more important things than making beds. But there's a point in it. The point is to teach discipline and to teach obedience. Uh, because if you don't do 
what you are called to do in the military, people get hurt, right? And the mission fails. And in our life as Christians, when we don't do what he's called us to do, we fail our mission, right? So we have to remember what our mission is and we can't remember what our mission is again if we don't know his word. But obedience takes courage. Yeah. The Bible tells us that there's a way that seems right to man that leads to death. And it takes courage to go get A's and B's when everybody else is okay with getting C's. It takes courage not to watch everything that comes on TV. It takes courage not to listen to everything that comes on the radio. One of the best compliments that I ever received about my daughter was that she behaves at lunchtime at school. And she didn't know this, but people were watching her. They were watching to see how she behaved and did she engage in the same behaviors that other kids were doing. And nobody told her not to do it. She knew not to do it. Right. And I can't take credit for that. She deserves the credit for that because she did what was right. But again, people are watching you, even if you don't know they're watching. And more importantly, God is watching us to see if we're going to be obedient. Because if we want to be prosperous and have good success, we have to be obedient. And unfortunately, we may not get to experience all of what God has promised for us if we're disobedient. And if you think back to this story, Moses had died. Moses had, you know, parted the Red Sea, right? Moses had, you know, struck the rock and water came out, right? Uh, this is a person who had been with God and seen God do amazing things. And his mission was to get the Israelites to the promised land. But he didn't get to go himself. And why didn't he get to go himself? Because he was disobedient. And because he didn't do what God had called him to do exactly the way he called him to do it. He, he, he did what he was called to do, but he did it his own way. And that's not what God calls us to do. We, we sometimes want to do right, but do it our own way. And God calls us to do it his way. You know, I know that, the, the, you know, there's the you know, brand slogan that you can have it your way. But when it comes to the Bible, we got to have it his way. So, um, there's just not, there's not a, uh, we, we, you know, I'm one of those people, I want to know why. And, you know, uh, I have a person in my family who likes to ask me why a lot of times when, we, when I say what we need to do. But ultimately, God doesn't have to tell me why. If God says this is what you're going to do, this is what you're going to do. And, you know, as a parent, I have sometimes have that conversation with my child, right? Um, this is, but God calls us to do it the way he calls us to do it. So, and if we don't, we lose benefits. Just like with my child, if things, if she doesn't do things the way that she's been asked to do, then it, I mean, it's not a, I'm not here to punish but I can say there are certain benefits that come with obedience. And if you are obedient, you might get to be on that iPad for a little bit. You might get to play video games for a little bit. You might get to watch TV for a little bit. But if you don't follow directions, those things don't happen. They get taken away. So uh, just 
keep that in mind, you know, if, and I think as a kid, we don't like it when those benefits get taken away. But the reality is if they don't get taken away, we learn that it's okay to be disobedient. And that's going to hurt us as, when we grow up. So uh, because the world is, is tough. I, I just, I spent yesterday uh, at, at a men's event um, and had two probation officers there and they were talking about how uh, parents were making allowances for their young people. And, you know, they thought, well, they're just a kid and they, if they, you know, take something that doesn't belong to them or they do, it's not a big deal. But the reality is, unfortunately, when in the eyes of the law, when we get to be about 14, they consider us adults. And they, when things happen, they decide to put us away for a long time. Uh, and if we don't prepare our young people for that, um, you know, the State of the Union talked about, the president talked about the talk. And I think sometimes we, the talk has to do with which, what happens when you're in a car. I think the talk is a little broader about just generally the reality is we can't do certain things because we know how we're going to be treated if we do those things. Um, and that's not about judgment. That's just about the reality of the world that we live in. Um, and, but if, if we allow those things as children, they're going to do even worse things when they get to be an adult. And then we're not going to be able to protect them. As a child, like I can protect my daughter right now. When she becomes an adult, she's going to have to deal with the choices that she makes, right? And I want her to be ready for that world. Amen. So my third point is have courage to do what he called you to do because God will go with you on your journey. So have courage to do what he called you to do because God will go with you on your journey. Bible tells us that when you go through the waters, he will go with us. When you go through the fire, you will not be burned. He means that. He literally means that. We think about, you know, the, uh, you know, three Hebrew boys, you know, they being in the fire. And they, you know, when they looked to find them in the fire and they weren't burned. But how many were in the fire? Anybody remember? Four. And who was with them? God, God was with him, right? So the point here I'm trying to make is that it's not that we're not going to have challenges, right? I wish I could say again, we wouldn't have challenges. He doesn't tell us that we won't have challenges. He just tells us that he'll go with us Amen. through those challenges. So what giants has he called us to conquer? So I'm going to ask you, what are some giants that he has called people to conquer? Anybody? It's fear. Fear, okay. Go ahead. Um, racism. Racism, okay, definitely. All right. Anybody else? Hatred. Hatred. Okay. Well, I mean, we can even get basic hunger. You know, we got, we know in our schools, we have a lot of children who are hungry, right? And the school, the meal that they get at school is the only meal they might get that day. All right. Um, financial. We know a lot of people have financial troubles, right? Right. So there are a lot of things. Come on in. All right. So there's a lot of things we call, he's called us to conquer. Yeah. So I'm going to go through a few and 
there's a little bit of a, a rhyme or reason to this and you'll kind of see. Um, I, I'm a word person. I like alliteration and letters and things like that. So you'll see that. So one of the first things I think God has called us to conquer is discomfort and disobedience. So we're often disobedient because we don't want to experience discomfort. We eat what we want to eat. We say what we want to say. And we watch whatever we want to watch, right? We do what we want to do. And we don't want to experience discomfort. Discomfort hurts, right? Um, but God calls us to be obedient, right? And we overcome that one step at a time, right? Um, I can't blame anybody when I eat things I shouldn't eat, right? And when I have to deal with consequences of that when I get on the scale, uh, there's nobody I can blame for that but me. So the second thing God has called us to conquer is defeats. So has anybody ever failed at anything? Yes. I know I have. Has anybody ever let that failure keep you from trying again or trying something new? I know I have. One thing I've learned is that I'm going to fail. I fail every day. I get things wrong every day. I'm learning to own it and learn from it. So again, we conquer this defeat by learning from our mistakes. We try again, or we try something new. Sometimes things that we wanna do, maybe it's, it's for us, maybe it's not, but maybe we learn from it, right? So another thing God's called us to conquer is disappointment. So defeat can lead to disappointment when we attach our feelings to it. And we can conquer disappointment by viewing defeat as a temporary setback rather than evidence of our future performance. Just because we failed in the past doesn't mean we're gonna fail again. And I've been disappointed by my own defeats. So one of my goals in life was to get a doctoral degree. It's something I've always wanted even since I was a little kid. You know, originally I had planned to be a physician and later I thought I was gonna be some kind of biomedical science, right? scientists, you know, finding cures for cancer and things like that. But ultimately God's plan was for me to be a doctor of education. And while I dealt with disappointment for a while, I kept trying until I reached my goal and I gave him the flexibility to let me or allow me to achieve it his way. Sometimes I had to, I had to take away some of the specificity on my goal. You know, I had a goal specific career that I thought I was gonna be in. And I had to strip that away and say, no, well, maybe it's really more general and let him figure out exactly where I'm supposed to go. Um, and that has led to a lot more happiness because when you think it's gonna be something specific and he doesn't do it that way, then we're disappointed. Right. Another example, you know, I finished that doctoral degree in 2013. So, you know, it was a big day, you know, my parents, Jennifer's mom, they were all there at the graduation ceremony. It's a big deal. Um, and the job that I have now is the job that I wanted when I graduated. And I started this job that I have now in 2021. So for those of you all who are, are math geniuses, how long did it take me to get to the goal that I wanted? I'll save you the trouble, eight years. <laughs> took me eight years to get from where I thought I was going to be to where I ended up. And one of the amazing things about God is 
in that journey, those eight years actually made me ideal for the job that I have now. And when I interviewed, they told me, you know, you went, you left and you came back and you, but you went and got all these experiences that were exactly what we need right now. And one of the things that they needed was somebody who had experience working at community college. I didn't know when God called me to come to Panola College that that was going to be a step that was going to take me toward another goal. But he did. So don't stay disappointed. It's, it's okay to be disappointed, but don't stay there. Because God has called you and he has you where you are for a reason. Even if you don't know what that reason is yet. Another thing God has called us to conquer is doubt. Has anybody ever doubted they could do something? Yes. Or if God would come through? Yes. Can I do this job? Can I handle a bad medical report? What if the sickness doesn't go away? What if I fail? What if they don't like me? What if they say I'm not good enough? What if? Friends, don't wait till you're sure. If he told you to do it, be like Nike. Just do it. Just do it. God's going to take care of us his way and in his timing. And we conquer our doubt by reminding ourselves of what the Bible says about ourselves and about our situation. Again, that goes back to if we don't know the word, we can't apply it, right? Also, make a decision and move. You know, Jennifer told me this story about when she was uh, on a trip for a conference and she felt like God was speaking to her and told her to go. And right around that time, a lot of shifts started happening in you know, our work situation. And she made some moves. And if she didn't make those moves at the time that she made those moves, it would have been very difficult to make those moves later. Um, and a lot of those moves had to deal with family. And as much as I love to do the work that I do, at the end of the day, only what we do for God's gonna last. Um, because she and I both know we have seen people work up until a few months before they go to be with the Lord. And people don't remember them. They forget they were there. They, people go on and people keep trying to do things and achieve this and achieve that. And then people don't even know those people were even there. Right? So we got to do our best at work because that honors God. But we also have to realize we have to honor our mother and our father. We got to do what we have to do for them, uh, for our families. So, so when God calls you to, to go, don't delay. If he says go, just go. So another thing God has called us to conquer is depression. So again, when we start dealing with defeat and disappointment and doubt, when you let that doubt fester, it can lead to depression. Now, I'm not discounting medicine. I think there's I think there's a real thing about a chemical imbalance, and I think people need to take do what they need to do about that. But I also think that we have to do what we have to do spiritually as well. 
Um, so we conquer our depression again by remembering what God has done in our lives. So, you know, think about David and David defeating Goliath and, you know, thinking about, well, how is he going to do this? And he's like, I've already defeated the lion and the bear, you know? So a lot of times when we face our challenges, we have to be like David. We got to remember what God has already done for us. Um, we have to remind ourselves that God isn't finished with us. So sometimes we get dis we get depressed because we we failed or we're not good enough or you know we and we sit in that rather than realizing that we are not we're not at God's end for us. So we might not be where we are supposed to be right now, but He's not finished with us yet. We have to remember what He says about us. You know, we have to remember that He tells us that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. You know. We have to remember that he told us that, you know, he knows the plans that he has for us, to prosper us and to give us a good future. So, again, just because we are in a bad place right now, we're having weeping at night, we have to remember that the joy is coming in the morning. That morning might not be tomorrow, but it's coming. You know, so we have to remember that. God's also conquered called us to conquer disease and we know that people we're all going to face health challenges and some are going to face those challenges earlier than others but we're all going to face them at some point now again i wish i could say everybody is going to be miraculously healed i wish i could say that but we don't know what god's will is you know some of us get healed some of us don't and it's up to god we don't know but we can conquer disease by a few things. One, we can treat our bodies as a living sacrifice. We got to do what we can to steward the body that he's given us. If that means that we got to get up and walk a little bit, we get up and walk a little bit. If that means that we need to not get a second helping, that means we not need to not get a second helping. If that means that we need to limit our sugar, we need to limit our sugar, right? So that's hard. You know, maybe we, that means we need to eat a little less meat, a little more vegetables. All right. Um, all those things, maybe in one day are not going to change things, but over time can. We also got to live life with a positive attitude. And we got to make the most of each day. God is, you know, we got this 24 hours and it's up to us what we want to do with it. You know, we can be negative or we can be positive. You know, I think about, you know, just not letting our illnesses or our, our health challenges, uh, not letting them keep us from praising and serving God. You know, I think about Sister Louise, you know, every time she gets on, we, on Zoom, she's always positive. I know she probably doesn't feel great every day. I know she's probably not feeling wonderful. But when she gets on there, it's always positive. And she convicts me to be more positive. So in that way, she is ministering to all of us. And again, everybody's ministry is not from the pulpit. But we are all called to minister to the lives of other people. So and that doesn't mean preaching, doesn't mean lecturing. It just means that we need to be examples. And we also, but we also need to not be afraid to share 
what God has done to help us that can help somebody else. And finally, God has called us to conquer death. Now, does that mean that when I say conquer death, does that mean that we're not going to die? No, no we're all going to die at some point. But again, we conquer death by not fearing death. We know it's going to happen to us at some point. You know, I, I think whether it's, you know, being afraid to get in the car or because you're worried about accidents or, you know, being afraid to get that new treatment because you're afraid, you know, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Um, being afraid to get therapy, you know, being afraid to, to, to put yourself out there. Uh, those are things that we, we have to do and allows us to make the most of the time that we have. Because again, none of us know, and we can be thinking, well, I'm young. Young people are dying. Young people are dying. We don't know, you know, young people are getting cancer. You know, young people, I mean, you look at, I mean, it's a famous example, but you know, you think about Michael J. Fox, you know, one minute he was on top of the world with all these movies and the next day he's got Parkinson's disease. You know, uh, there's no, there's no rule that says you're going to be great until you're 65 or 70, you know, and then, it, you know, there's, there's, but at the same time, there's also no rule that says at 65 or 70, you have to be defeated either, you know, so um, Jennifer and I, we met a guy, uh, we were at a conference on Friday and, you know, he, we were in line and this guy's cracking jokes and he's positive, you know, just being real positive. And, you know, he had this older gentleman, he, he had a warm-up suit on, had, you know, nice Nikes and everything. He, he looks really cool, but not by, by just appearance, you wouldn't think this is something he would wear. And I just, I, I said to him in passing, it's like, you know, you look like you play a mean game of horse. And he's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, you know, um, you know, you know, I, I, I'm pretty good with, you know, shooting, but he also told me that basically, uh, considering he hasn't dunked since he was 57, he's doing pretty good. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I've never dunked in my life. <laughs> and he could dunk at 57 years old, you know? So that, which means he didn't let his age stop him. So, and we also have to remember that we can conquer death by accepting Christ and knowing where we're going when we die. Jesus, you think about Jesus, Jesus is our example because yes. what did Jesus do? He conquered death. Yes. Jesus conquered death on the cross, yes. right? Because you know, he went and he bore our sins on the cross, yes. right? He bore our sins so that we could have eternal life. Yes. You know, he, he died and he conquered death in the grave and came back and rose on Sunday morning so that we could have eternal life, right? And so that the world can know that he is Lord and he is our Savior. And so while we can't conquer death the way he can conquer it, we conquer death by trusting in him and accepting him. So I conclude with this. Where do you need to have courage this week? So I have three challenges for you. First, determine if there is an area in your life 
where you have not taken a step forward, where you know you should be taking a step forward and take that step. Second, find out what God says in his word and obey it in spite of your fears. And third, pray for and look for an opportunity to talk to somebody about your faith. Don't lecture them. Share what God has done for you and how he helps you make it through. And if you do these things, you will conquer the challenges of your life in Jesus' name. So at this time, if you are ready to conquer, know that you can't do that in your own strength. But there is somebody who can help you, and his name is Jesus. He can help you, help you conquer what it is you need to conquer in your life. And you can come and accept him as your Lord and Savior, or you can rededicate your life to Christ. And if you would like a church home, we welcome you. So I ask Deacon, through our invitation, open the doors of the church. church thank you so this time i also want to uh extend a, a, a happy valentine's day to everybody i know valentine's day is coming up um, i also want to extend a special happy valentine's birthday or not birthday but happy valentine's day uh to uh, my wife and my daughter i know uh, i don't know if y'all got a chance to see the uh, crossroads this uh, weekend but uh, we were very blessed uh to have jennifer being featured in that and so uh, if you, if you 
give read the details and uh, also mentions uh, our own Walnut Grove Baptist Church. So, so we got to have a special shout out for the church, and that's awesome. So, uh, does anybody? I don't know if anyone has anything that they'd like to share at this time. I don't know if you have any announcements or anything from. I know in that article we did have a mention on vaccinations. I don't know if you wanted to bring that up, Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, thank you so much for being proactive in, in your health. Um, health is something we can't get back. And so we only get one body to take care of and to nourish. And so God enables us to, to do certain things. And so as part of that, you know, just make sure that you are, number one, it's flu season and COVID going around at the same time. Please be, um, do not weigh in on your diligence. Make sure that you're still diligent to make sure that you are, uh, you know, washing your hands and make sure that you are getting your vaccination if you have it. And um, to make sure that you are taking care of your, of your local check-on folks, um, because it's important to make sure that we are accountable for keeping one another. All right. Anything from the deacons? So if y'all will stand for the benediction. Oh, okay, go ahead. Offering, excuse me. Yes, that's right. We need to do an offering.
Sound like we all stand for the benediction. <laughs> time that we've had together today so we could come and worship and learn from you lord we ask that you would not just have this to be a, a simple lesson but that we would apply it that we would take what you have given us and we would go and conquer and whatever it is that you've called us to do in our lives this week we just ask that you continue to be with us and guide us and let us know that you're with us wherever we go and we ask all these things in the name of your son jesus christ amen and we all said Thank you. Y'all have a blessed week. All right, Great job. <laughs>Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.